Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Frequency.fm. We are your humble host, Joe Brookhouse of Portland, Oregon, and... I'm Dan Thompson from Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. It's great to have you back. We hope you caught episode one, which featured uh, the first part of our interview with Integrity recording artist, Richie Fike. Yeah, and this next episode, which is a continuation of that interview, I think we'll delve even more into some of the unique surfaces, if you will, of what it means to be an artist these days, indie or otherwise, really. I mean, I think the conversation was more so about an artist in general and the lifestyle around that. So I think uh, people, uh, if you caught the first end of it, um, it'll be an excellent continuation. And if you missed it, please please go back and listen to part one because it's well worth the listen. Now, Richie and I sat down in a single session to record the interview. Um, and as we had begun... Uh, to discuss what we were going to talk about, we found ourselves already talking about it. And so what you're actually going to hear tonight is the first part of that conversation that we had. And then um, what you heard last week is, in fact, what he and I talked about last. Mm-hmm. But, for this, but because this felt more like a continuation of what, of that initial conversation that you heard last week, mm-hmm. uh, we just changed the sequence of it. Um, but you'll, you'll be able to hear that Richie wears his heart on his sleeve. Christ is the center of things for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, when you're an artist, uh, things are out there in the, um, and your art is the way you express your faith and your emotions. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's take it away. Part two of our interview with Richie Fike. Having achieved uh, the dream that we had dreamed for so long, it's kind of like we kind of looked at the mirror and we kind of went, huh, well, that wasn't as great as we thought it was going to be, you yeah. know? But that wasn't as big a deal as we made it out to be. And I wonder how much time and effort we wasted uh, fighting for the accreditation or the approval uh, of a record label um, when we could have been spending our time focusing on people and focusing on ministering to real people. And, I, and so I feel like, man, just the whole process of promoting and supporting uh, the label release of our album, it's just been really eye-opening on a heart level for why do you do what you do? You know, or Do you do it because you want people's approval, or do you do it because you want to minister to people? And God's just really been wrecking us about that. Uh, in good ways. These are things that, that really resonate with me too. When I see artists pushing for that goal, I know that just because you get signed, oh, you're going to get a contract with the record label. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything, man. Right. What, what that means is people thought enough of you that they're willing to take a chance on you, but it doesn't mean you made it anywhere. You know, when you're talking about Christian, you know, it's, it is where your heart is. Um, you learn pretty quickly that, okay, I've gotten here. I don't know what to do with this, and is it what I thought it would be? And um, in terms of furthering the kingdom, is it taking us anywhere? Yeah, and it, and I, it would be a really different conversation and uh, a really different perspective if we had achieved like 15 number one hits from this record, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
like it's a it's really really easy to talk about how much you don't need or want approval when you have it. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, I understand. Yeah. It's really it's really I don't know. It's just a different experience, and so I, I don't know. To some degree, I feel like God has sort of spared us from even ourselves a little bit in this process. And and what's so interesting is so many of the people that I know and that have um, that I look up to and that have achieved what I would love to achieve as far as you know national um, credibility or international influence. They talk about how small it is. It looks so big from the other side of the uh, of the grass. They talk about how small it is in comparison to eternal impact, you know. And so anyway, I I just think we're we're kind of coming, and it's really cliche. And so, but we're coming face to face with why, you know, we're talking about making another record. Why, why do that? Why make another record? Is it ego? Is it um, expectation? Is it a desire for affirmation. Why do it? You know what I mean? And those are all negative examples I just gave. But but really, I mean, you know, look in the mirror and go, okay, Lord, I feel like I want to do this. So is this what you want or is this what I want? I hope it's both. You know well, what I mean? Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, why even bother writing a song? Right. I mean, I think you're you're compelled in some way to write. And when that seed has been planted... Um, if, if you don't, and I'll, I'll use this term carefully, if you don't consummate <laughs> that idea, yeah. if you don't fit, you know, if you don't carry that through, then, um, it feels, you know, it's unfinished. Um, and I feel like we are compelled to do that. And, um, we don't know how God wants to use a song, whether it's reaches one person or, you know, you know, 10 million, um, but I think what what's happened is you've been convicted of ambition, yeah. Um, and and what a beautiful tempering that the God does to us, um, you know, in a somewhat painful and yet um, uh, a way that fosters growth. Um, and come out of that and say, you know what, I I still need to record. To me, the desire to record isn't necessarily ego. It's um, it's that continuation of the passion that results from that seed, that song seed. Yeah, it's like uh, that old ancient proverb, too. Um, I, I can't remember where I heard this, but I, it stuck with me. Um, when the gods wish to punish us, they answer our prayers. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, I don't think it's a punishment, but I think sometimes the Lord has to he almost has to say yes to some things that I almost wonder if he would rather say no to them. But but we won't learn the lesson until we taste it for ourselves. It's like, you know? the, yeah, it's like the kid who won't listen to you when you say, don't put your hands on the stove. Yeah. Once they do yeah. it, they go, oh, I see why it well, was an issue. And then, and then they go, hey, why didn't you tell me to touch that? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, what, what, what kind of a dad are you? So I, so I think we're just kind of, you know, so we're just thinking through a lot of that stuff. I, I was talking to someone today. I play tennis, okay. and uh, and I love to play tennis. I'm a very, very competitive, naturally competitive person. Yeah. I I don't know 
if I love to win or hate to lose, but I think both are true uh, of me. Like just as a person, when I like when I and it could be the stupidest thing, like cornhole, you know, on Fourth of July, I have to win. Uh, and so I don't know. That's like my personality, and I wonder how much of my ministry suffers uh, because I so desperately have to win at everything. Like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but like I, I constantly, I think we talked about this last time, but I constantly find myself comparing myself uh, to others who I, I either think I'm better than or they're better than me. And like, I just really want in my heart of hearts to be done with that line of thinking. Like, I would love to get to the place where I just, I know who God made me to be. And I'm comfortable in that, and I'm going to be that person no matter what anybody else thinks of me. And I, I, I'm 36, and I've yet to figure that out. And I, and I think, you know, that's a big part of both what drives me and what stops me. Uh, as a person, as a minister, as a leader, as a listener, uh, I just think as a writer, a, a, lot of, a lot of that sort of inner struggle for me is what either keeps me going or shuts me down. And I, I just would love to believe that there's going to be a point in my life, I don't know what age it is, but a point in my life when I'm just so at peace with who God made me to be that I can just rest in that. But I haven't found it yet. Yeah. I think that's that's not a unique thing to feel. Um, it's something that uh, I think a lot of us struggle with, the idea, um, God, when am I going to grow up? You know, when am I not going to be... Um, chained by my uh, insecurities and um, yeah. you know by all the temptations that the world provides and uh, there's hardly a day that goes by that I don't think the same thing that you're talking about which is okay you know I'm 42 God um, when am I going to stop thinking about this or worrying about that but then sometimes he does marvelous work in us and strips things away in a, in a remarkable way you know it's like ripping the band-aid off i think as much as anything it never goes like i thought it should and that's a real nice thing because the lord is good so i believe that the lesson i'll embrace is wait 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 praying, which is, Lord, um, if, if I were to be totally honest with you, I would probably say, I don't necessarily always want what you seem to want, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really want to want what you want. You know what I mean? I, so I absolutely I'm, do, I'm, yeah. try, I'm trying to find a way to say that in, in a non-clunky musical way and I haven't yet figured it out so uh, that's that's kind of the I feel like that's the last piece of this next records puzzle is finding a way to say just what I just said in a musical way and maybe there's not one but I really want to say that in a song because I think so many people live in that place uh, where where they go Lord if I you know because like we have so many songs that say all I want is you Lord okay that's not, you know, that's not true, you yeah. know? And, and I wonder if when he hears that, he goes, really? <laughs> yeah, know? no, absolutely. How many of us live 
in that world where it is 100% God. Not many people, well, nobody that I know, yeah. uh, you know, except for maybe Jesus, but he's not hanging out with me like in my office right now, so it doesn't count. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that I struggle with. I don't like singing songs personally where it it doesn't allow for shades of gray when it comes to worship, you know, because we're fragile and we're broken. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a personal preference, but when, I, when I'm worshiping, I do a much better job worshiping if I'm acknowledging that I'm really not good enough to be there and to yeah. be doing that, but this is all I got, and I hope it's okay. Yeah, we, we wrote this song, uh, Travis Ryan and Brandon, his brother, uh, and I wrote a song that'll definitely be on the next record, a song called Running After You. And there's a lyric that says, um, Lord, be my one desire. Which I think is a really clever way to say, Lord, you're not my one desire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but in a way that's <clears throat> humble and sort of like, and I'm and I'm not okay with it, and I know you're not okay with it. So help. Yeah. You know, and I love that thought. I love that. That's my favorite lyric in that song because I think it it's alluding to all of that without actually kind of coming out and spelling it out real clear. Um, and so I like that. Have you ever prayed? God, I don't want this, but I think that it would be good for me, so help me want it. Right, totally. Yeah. Well, and that's the Jesus prayer, right? I mean, that's the take this cup from me. Absolutely. Prayer. Yeah. You got to you got to appreciate whoever was spying on Jesus to get that prayer cuz oh, that yeah. that was a good one. We needed to hear that. Wasn't that you know John? I mean? Was it John? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the Lord incarnate right there. I mean, that's like hey, he's with us. He's one of us. It's you know what I mean? Like that that's one of my favorite passages of scripture. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, it's an ambitious thing to be thinking about. If you can communicate that authentically, you've done something, I think, remarkable. Well, and you asked the question, why write a song? Yeah. Why write a song? I think that a harder question to answer is why write a worship song? Um, Absolutely. Think, think about the fact that, like, it's all been said, you know? Like, mm -hmm. It's everything that we say in a worship song, it has all been said. We're just re-articulating, you know, ancient thoughts, um, divine thoughts, biblical thoughts uh, in, in our vernacular for our sake. Um, and so it's all been said. So what's the point? You know, like I, I have that. I think about that all the time. Like, why do we do this? And I, I mean, I feel like I have a good reason. And I think it's because the Lord uses his people to serve his people. And I think if, you're, if your answer to the question is, I write songs to serve God's people, then I think God is always, always going to bless that. But if you have any other ulterior motive in there, then it just gets super ugly real quick. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think there's a certain arrogance that's involved? in thinking that you can write something new when it comes to worship? I think new is, is, is the questionable term in your question. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah, uh, yes. I think it's hubris to think that you, that you would come up with anything new. Even the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing we do is new. It just question is, is it genuine? Is it real? Is it who you are? Because if it's who you are, then there's purpose in that. And God wants very much uh, to use your story, my story, um, to tell his story. 
He very much wants to do that. And so if your attitude, if your heart is, I want to be a part of telling God's story, you know, through my lenses, through the way that I see the world, so that others, so that I can help somebody else, then I think God's going to always bless that. And that's, that's what we wrestled with, you know, on, on the back end of the, uh, of the moment. Every one of those songs, every one of those songs was birthed uh, out of real relationships, out of real stories, out of real struggles, real people. And God created a platform uh, through Integrity Records um, to share those songs beyond our natural realm of influence. Uh, so that's awesome. But where it gets ugly to me is when you, when you go from there and you say there's this like insatiable desire in your flesh to want more. And not for God's sake, but for your sake. And dude, that is so subtle. That is so almost unseeable, unknowable. Um, and unless you have people in your life who are going to tell the truth to you about your heart and what they see in it, You'll, you almost can't see it. Uh, and and I, I don't think that we went down that path very far. I just think we saw it and we tasted a little bit of it, and it was nasty. And, and you know, nobody else probably saw it but our closest friends. And we're just not – Dana and I and, and the band, we're not okay with doing ministry for anything other than ministry's sake. Uh, and, and so and, – and, man, that, I'm telling you – that you're not you're not as tested in failure in failure as you are in success, and we didn't have a lot of success. We just had a little success, and in that little bit of success, our character was tested. So I can't imagine what it feels like to be Chris Tomlin, or what it feels like to be you know Israel Houghton, or some of these guys that are just at the top of the food chain in songwriting and worship leading. I can't imagine what their, you know, how their character is tested, and, yeah. and I honestly would rather not ever have to experience that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no place to go when you're there, <clears throat> except to come down. Wait, so Joe, do you think? And why don't you answer the question you asked me? Do you think that it takes uh, a certain amount of arrogance to think that you can come up with a new idea in worship songs? You put me out there. I got. I, uh, I do. But I don't mean it in a judgmental way necessarily. I think that it's really important to me that, especially for worship, that the bar needs to be really, really high. That, you know, and, and it's probably why I appreciate Don Portress as much as any writer out there, um, because he's doing it day in and day out um, and understands that, you know, there's a, a, you need to say something unique or say something that's already known in a unique way. But if you're just throwing pablum out there, then you're wasting a lot of people's time. Yeah. Um, so I think that the bar needs to be really high. Um, we need to do a better job holding each other accountable to what's not good and what is good. Because otherwise you're letting things go through that aren't really honoring God but are feeding into somebody's ego or ambition. So I think that you really, so going back to the question about um, arrogance, you're either arrogant and ignorant about how difficult it is or you're supremely confident and capable. I, 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 don't, I think it's, that's a black and white for me, I think. Okay, so, so we did, uh, on our last record, we did a song about the return of Christ. It's called, it was the title track, the one that we've been waiting for. 
And oh, yeah. um, I honestly had not to that point, and, and this was pure ignorance, to that point I had not really heard a whole lot of songs, if any, um, about that subject that moved me to a place of worship. Okay, so that's, that's both preference and ignorance because there are songs out there that talk about the return of Christ that are mm-hmm. absolutely worshipful and awesome. And I know that now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after having released that record, people said, have you heard this song? I'd be like, no, I never heard that one. Well, it's better yeah. than yours. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, <it's>, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, humility. Yeah. What a beautiful right, gift. Right. All right, so, yeah. But but that was that really was a place of ignorance, you know, because I, I honestly had never heard a lot of those songs. You know, what's cool is like we when we do that song live, we try to we try to incorporate some of the old songs that talk about the return of Christ. You know, like uh, I'll Fly Away or uh, oh, yeah. and Very Soon. Uh, like at the end of the song, we'll kind of go into that, and then it kind of ties it all together, and it's really cool. Anyway, but uh, I think uh, here's what's new. I'm new because there's never been, never in all of history has there been a Richie Fike. Um, and I don't say that from a place of arrogance. There's never in all of history been a Joe Brookhouse. You're it. Yeah. So yeah. you are telling a new story with every breath of your life. And so new is – that's why I said new is so, sort of the, uh, the linchpin of your question. And, and, and I want to know what Jesus looks like through your eyes, Joe, uh, I, because I, I, have, I have a perspective on him that's, that's built on having been born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, having traveled the country sharing worship songs, having married a woman from Livingston, Louisiana that grew up shooting a shotgun in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have a perspective yeah. on life. I have a perspective on Jesus uh, that's, that's both built on biblical truth and uh, cultural context. And so my story is new. Your story is new. And your story of Jesus helps me make sense of him in my life. And so to me, I think if you're going to tell a story through a song of who Jesus is to you, uh, I don't know if it's arrogant. I don't know if that that's arrogant, but the the why, the why is what makes it either humble or arrogant. Are you doing it from a place of just sincerity and love and passion and desire to sort of articulate this Jesus that has changed you, or are you doing it because you think you can tell me who God is better than I can see Him for myself? Where would I be without you, Lord? Where would I be without you, Lord? Yeah. Every morning I find. And there you have it. What do you think, Dan? Awesome interview, Joe. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to Richie Fike. I thought it was great conversation, and uh, he has a real heart for God. Um, and I think he even challenged you in that interview, which uh, is unique for somebody who's being interviewed. It is, but I guess that's the direction we really want to go with these conversations is, um, yeah, 
and and he he put me on the spot, which I think was perfectly fair. I had to cut out some of the parts where I stumbled around and looked like an idiot. He sounds much more eloquent talking about these things than I do. Uh, lest I forget to do so, I want to send a special thanks out to Integrity Music and especially Shannon Walker, who helped coordinate the interview for us and also arranged for us to get permission to use the the two fight songs that you heard throughout the two parts of the interview. There were two songs off of their most recent release. The first was Wait and the second was Grace. Yeah, and it's very important to us to, um, you know, to make sure that people know there's a lot of people behind the scenes, you know, working with artists, and we respect that. And, and part of this process is making sure that they're involved in the process. It's, it's great to have an opportunity to talk to artists and get them closer to the audience. It's good for them, but in turn, it's good for us to have that opportunity to, to take time out of their schedule and to, for people to be able to coordinate that for us is awesome, and we appreciate it. All right, so that's episode two in the can. Mm -hmm. Dan, what do we have coming up next episode? The next interview is going to be with Mandy Thompson, who we've gotten to know uh, through other you know, social media channels and, and other things that we were involved in in the past. It's come to light that she is a bit of an artist. Did you want to go into a little bit more detail about that? She is a, uh, a very diverse individual. She came to my attention a few years ago uh, during what she calls the year of insanity, which is where she took upon herself the, uh, the challenge to write 100 songs in a year. And she was, she was successful at that. And since that time, um, she has been involved uh, in starting a band, which disbanded, no pun intended. I think that's actually the intention of the word. Um, but she and her husband, Drew, are in St. Simons, Georgia, uh, where they're uh, very involved in a church. He's a pastor, and she has been the worship leader there. But now, uh, some some changes in her life. She has gotten involved, deeply involved in mixed media art. So if you're not familiar with that, um, we will jump into that and give you some uh, insight into what that's about. And we also talk a bit about art journaling as a means of expressing yourself uh, in a private way uh, is another art form. Well, that's great. Well, I look forward to the next podcast, Joe. Thank you, sir. And as always, listen to the credits. If you want to talk to us later, all the details are found there. And you can visit us on our website at Frequency.fm. Podcast. Look into the past. Reaching forward to the future. The Frequency Podcast.